This is the Couple on Fire podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about obedience, and that's coming up right now. Welcome to the Couple on Fire podcast. This is episode number three. It's titled Obedience. Today, we're going to get right into it, okay? My name is Josh. This is... Christy. That's right. And if you didn't know who we were, you probably saw it on the last two, okay? <laughs> anyway, we are a husband and wife. This is something that we really uh, enjoy doing, but yeah. our goal is to make sure that each week we uh, take your faith, your family, and your future to the next level right. by using our own uh, experience in life and... Um, maybe using some things that we have going on currently. There's a lot going on right now we know to do with the media. We know there's a lot going on in our society. But something that we think is really, really, really important, something that's going to really help take your life to the next level, that's really helped uh, take our own personal life to the next level, is our level of obedience. That's right. Uh, obedience is a very hard thing to learn, uh, especially when you're new a new Christian and you want to still let your emotions control you and you want to have some really strong opinions and feelings about certain things that society and the world says should be acceptable and you really have to come to terms in accepting the fact that God knows what's best for us more so than us so it's really really important to embrace the Bible and what God tells us the way that we should live our lives. Yeah, so true. Like every week, we want to give you three things, three tips, and then we want to end with the challenge. So we're going to really encourage mm -hmm. you to, to listen to all the way to the end because we have a weekly challenge. We think, you know, without challenges, without something to really cause us to go into action, then no matter what we hear, listen, read, never matters. Okay, if we don't put right. it into action, if we're not challenged so to take things to the next level, it does us no good. So, right. All right, so in so today's true. episode, three things. We're going to start off with number one, that is facts over feelings. Facts over feelings, facts over feelings. And the facts that we're talking about is what I mentioned earlier, and that is what the Bible says about how we should live our lives. So a lot of things, um, a lot of Christians don't know, especially if you're a new Christian, the first place you could go that talks about how you should live your life as a Christian is in Ephesians. Mm. That completely breaks down the principles for Christian living. Yeah, you know, and I think it's really easy for us to get lost up in our feelings because 99% mm -hmm. of people are led by their feelings in yes. this world. We really are. And it's hard not to. I mean, yeah. look at social media. Look at media in general. Look at the way that sales is designed. It's designed for us to make emotions or, excuse me, to make decisions based on our emotions. And it works. I mean... I don't want to downsize what's going on right now in our world. You know, with COVID-19, with this coronavirus, mm -hmm. I do not want to downplay it because I think there's something that we really need to be careful with, with in obedience, and we'll talk more about that. But I don't want to miss uh, misconstrue the way that the media does play in this. You know, we have people right now that are uh, running out to stores and they're collecting things almost like they're, it's World War III, you know, or like it's really the end of the world. Now, is that real to somebody? It really, really is. But this is the deal. Are we doing this based off of our feelings or are we doing it because we've researched it and we've based it off of our facts? And I'm going to tell you right now, uh, 90% of it is based off of our feelings. We're not paying attention to what the facts are. So not only facts in the world, but facts of the Bible. You know, are we are we making sure that the things that we do each and every day is not based off just the way we feel? You know, Christy and I talk about all the time about <clears throat> how we get into discussions with people that can turn into arguments. And nine times out of those mm -hmm. 10 times, those are based off of the way that we feel. Like you said something that made me feel a specific way. I'm mm -hmm. not sticking to the facts of the discussion. Mm -hmm. And I know, Christy, with you, with your job, you know, you get into the lot because you're in leadership and it's like, okay, 
I got to step myself back and I have to, I have to take this from a different approach because people use their feelings to lead them in one way or the other. Yeah, it's that's one of the biggest challenges as a manager, director, CEO, any of those positions. It's very hard because you try to get the main goal is to inspire and get them to see your vision. And the vision really ultimately is to get your team functioning as one unit. Mm. So when someone's feelings get hurt by someone else's, if your team members aren't willing to see the other person's side at work in life, in anything, um, it won't work. And that is even during Celebrate Recovery. I mean, it goes into all aspects of the life. You learn how to forgive someone without getting the apology that you're looking for Mm -hmm. in your heart by learning and understanding the other person's side. It's not making it right. It's just looking at it, changing your perception a little bit about it. Yeah. I mean, so many times I think, you know, even in relationships, just regular relationships, you can see how people get worked up about something and then someone else doesn't get worked up over the same thing. And that's because they're leading with feelings. Either way it could be leading. Maybe you're leading with feelings that you just don't care. Maybe you're leading with feelings that you just care too much. But the idea is, is let's make sure that we're doing mind over feelings. We're not Mm -hmm. leading with our emotions. We're leading with the facts. And especially in a time like this right now, the the world has declared a pandemic on our society. It is what it is. You know, so are we going to get upset and say, you know what, forget that. I don't care what leadership of the world says because I feel like that it's, you know, it's, it's erratic. Or do I say, all right, I need to slow down. Am I just saying that because I feel what the the decisions they're making is dumb or not in line uh, with the facts or not? Or am I willing to slow down a second and say, okay, you know, I need to embrace what leadership has done. I need to be obedient to the facts of what's going on right now. Or am I being obedient to the way that I feel about it? And I think it's important that we do that. Or the media. The media is really hyping it up. Mm. And I think Josh and I were just talking about this. I think uh, people are taking it to one extreme or the other. And it's very important to take a step back and understand the responsibility in it. We shouldn't be really just going out and meeting in large groups again because we could potentially pass it on to an older person or someone that has an immunity deficiency that Mm. could cause them to lose their life or an infant. That is important to take on the responsibility. Are we going to die from it? No, uh, we're in good health. It would just be a sickness, a viral infection. But we should take it seriously as far as what our government is saying and that we should stay behind closed doors in our homes if possible and just cut down on it. So, and I was just talking to someone the other night um, that I really think in the Christian community a lot too, we we kind of umbrella the feelings portion of it. And a lot of times there is a difference between your instincts, your conviction, and your feelings. So a lot of times we'll be like, well, you shouldn't follow your feelings. And when someone says, well, I didn't feel that was right. And then someone else may say, well, you shouldn't follow your feelings. Well, in that instance, that person isn't talking about the feelings of what we're talking about right now. We're talking about a gut instinct or Mm. conviction that that person had in the moment. And it just, something felt wrong. That's not feelings. That's, that's, a God-given core thing that he gives you to distinct between right and wrong. 
a moral compass. So that's completely different than the feelings that we're talking about. Yeah, I think that's great emotions that you said that. Yes, that's, an emo- that's, that's exactly what I was going to say because now we have to make sure that we're not blending emotions when we're talking about facts over feelings. Like right. Feelings in this sense are we're talking about emotions. We're not talking right. about, you know, feeling like the Holy Spirit's leading you in a certain yeah. specific direction yeah. because, you know, we talk about gut feelings. We talk about the goosebumps that sent up on our neck. I mean, all that stuff can get really mixed up and umbrellaed under, emotions, like Christy said, yeah. Yeah, or emotions or under feelings. I mean, yeah. we can get those you know, misconstrued, you know, well, this has always worked for me because this is the way that I feel about it. Like, okay, we need to step back from that. And, you know, taking like a five second, you know, Mel Robbins wrote a book a while ago, and I've actually talked about this before. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mel Robbins wrote a book about called the five second rule. And it seems silly. It really does seem silly. And I was like, how can one person write a book this thick about the five second rule? (laughs) But it is amazing how we miss the boat on the simple things in life, how we, how we jump right on over things and we miss the simple things. You know, are we willing to say, you know, I'm going to take five seconds right now and evaluate this emotion that I'm feeling about this thing. Am I willing to check the facts in it? Am I willing to be logical in this moment before I jump into emotions? Now, I'm going to tell you right now, most of the time we say it's the women that are that way. And that's, I think, an unfair thing to say. Now, women are more emotional than men, but it's not always true. Men, it's real easy for us to get real emotional about our fishing, about our sports. Or about if you're the, disrespected. Or if you're disrespected. I mean, we have an emotional connection to things, and because we're men, we become disconnected with thinking that even belongs to us. We need to take our ego right? Which is a different way of saying feelings. We need to step our way back and say, I need to check my facts in these situations. You know, how am I handling this? Situ- am I being obedient to the facts? Am I being obedient to what God's telling me to do in this situation? I think using that five second rule is super important. Yeah. Always take a breath and step back. A lot of times if a person has a different opinion than you, even if they are what you feel attacking you, a lot of times it's just a perception. Sometimes I know a lot it happens to me. I don't get offended very easily. I'm a very opinionated person, but I'm always open and willing to have dialogue about something. And I always want to try to offer a different perspective. If someone has a perspective on something and I approach them and say, well, this is my perspective on it, I find a lot that in this day and age especially, Um, people get offended and then their feelings get hurt and they're so willing to unfriend you. Mm. I mean, a very simple thing um, a while back, it happened a while back, a couple years ago, was about breastfeeding. And women, young women in this day and age are saying that they feel like they should be able to just breastfeed their children out in public whenever they want with no cover. And I can't control what people do. And I wasn't trying to say that anything about that specifically. I just found it interesting that a lot of the women that were saying that all the ones that I knew were ones that had small, even boys, but they were infants. And I had boys that were like nine and 10. So I just wanted to offer a different perspective and was saying, I was curious to think how they're going to feel when their little boy is nine and 10 years old. And a woman does that in front of them, that those are kids too. The infant isn't the only child in this scenario, the nine, the seven, the six-year-old, the 13-year-old, those are kids in this. And we need to, as parents, protect all children, not just Mm. the babies, because of what we feel like we are entitled to do at the time. Yeah, I think, you know, we're saying facts over feelings. That's when it's real easy for us to justify our feelings in those situations. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a different perspective sometimes says, it feels like it threatens how we feel about something right now. I lost friends over it. 
Yeah, and you do. And People you, unfriended me on Facebook over it. Yeah, and you will because once you say something where someone feels so strongly about it, they're not willing to check facts anymore. They're willing to say, my feelings are the fact. And that's where true obedience comes in. It says, no, I'm going to be more obedient to the reality of the fact that's necessary. I'm not saying feelings aren't important. Don't get us wrong on this. Feelings are very important. But let's make sure that we're not only going by our well, feelings. Well, people shouldn't be walking up to someone in public and shaming them. That's wrong True. if they're doing it. True. So that was, it's just a different perspective is what we have to remember. Yeah. All right. Number two, the number two number thing is it builds your faith. Yes. It builds your faith so much when you are being obedient in what we feel God wants us to do. Um, I mean, a prime example is with our living situations. When we, him and I first got together, we really prayed as a couple and as a family, we're a blended family. We have four kids and, we really prayed that uh, God was feeling led, leading us for him to be the stay-at-home parent and me be the one that was working. And that was very hard on both of our behalves from our parents, from our families, from him being a stay-at-home dad for me because I'm the mom and I was missing prime moments with my kids and he got to witness them. So it was a very trying time and we remained obedient to this day about it. And we have been, God has really, really increased our faith because of that. Tithing, tithing, he's increased our faith when we're just obedient to what we have to do. Yeah. It's real easy for us to be obedient to the things we're comfortable with, but let's all just be honest right now. Your faith doesn't grow in the times of good. No. Uh, your faith grows in the times of struggle, in the times of, uh, okay, God, I'm going to grit my teeth and mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway, because you're asking me to, because you're telling me this is what's best for me. Our faith grows exponentially, whether we get what we want or not out of it. Yeah is never the point. The point is, is our goal is to feel more connected to God. And the way that we do that is to be more obedient to him. And when we are more obedient to him in the times that we feel like it's against what we feel like doing, you know, what we agree with, that's Mm -hmm. where our faith grows. It builds it exponentially. I mean, obedience is a tough thing. It's not easy. Like, it hurt my manhood, my ego. You know, my own father was upset because I was a stay-at-home dad thinking, Josh, you're not providing for your family. That's mm-hmm. what the Bible tells you you're supposed to do. You know, and that's the way that my dad believes. But if it's between my family and God, and this is the way that we believe, and I truly did not want to do that. It, it With everything in me, Okay, we would get in arguments, and I'd be like, it's fine, I'll just go back to work. And finally, Christy got to the point to where she got sick of talking about it, and she's like, if that's what you think that you want to do, then you go do that. And then that's when I'm like, okay, I got the point. Like, no, that's not really what I should be doing. You know, we should be trusting in God is what we should be doing. We shouldn't be trusting in Josh. You know, just because I'm the head of household men, just because doesn't make me the rock. He's the rock. I'm not the rock. And I need to know my place in the umbrella of um, Christianity. I need to know that God comes first. You know, and then I come and then my family comes beneath that. And I need to understand, like, once I put myself ahead of God, there is no faith growth anymore. And my direction now is just so misconstrued and wandering that no wonder my life is falling apart. So the obedience portion, when it's a struggle to be obedient to God, that's when our faith grows. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I um, have an example about the current job that I'm at. So I actually had interviewed for the job and they had called me and said that they went with someone else. And when I had left the interview, they basically told me that I had the job. And so I had prayed, if this is your will, if this is your will, 
um, let, let, if it's not your will, close the door. And when they had called me back and said they decided to go with someone else, I, I mean, my initial instinct for like two days, I was like, I don't understand why you did that to me. Why would you even have me go to the interview if you were going to not even have me get it? I just don't get it. And then when I was praying about it one day, I ended up here, like hearing the Holy Spirit say, you prayed for me to close the door. If it's not what I want for you, and I close the door, are you going to be grateful or are you going to complain? And from that moment on, I was like, you're right. I'm going to be grateful for it. I'm going to be grateful for the experience. I'm going to be grateful. And then six months later, they called me and said they made the wrong decision and they wanted me to come work for them. And it was like a jaw-dropping moment in my life that God really shows up when we just accept the fact that we're at. My rule of thumb is... Is God enough for me? That that's the that's your heart check that you need to do. If you stay, if this is where God, where you're at in your life right now, if you God, it's His will for you to stay exactly where you're at right now. Never grow, never move, never nothing. It's His will for your life. Are you going to remain happy with that? Is God enough for you? Mm. Just knowing that this is where God wants you to be forever. Are you going to continue to do the best that you can? Are you going to continue to grow your faith? Are you going to continue, continue, continue? And that is a heart check for me that I ask myself all the time. If he wants me here forever in this moment of my life, I need to be happy with it because it's his will. And that's the part of obedience that's going to grow your faith. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, if we're a Christian, we want our faith to become greater and greater all the time, and this is how we do it. So number three, number three is consistency. Consistency wins the race. Yeah. I like this one, consistency. Yeah, so I believe with consistency, see, we live in a community, we live in a society right now where we expect the workout that we do today (laughs) to give us the results we're looking for tomorrow. Yeah. That's the society we live in, right? So we expect that I've been working at this job for three months as hard as I can. How have they not promoted me yet? Right. I mean, we live in a society where we feel like that's the way that things should work. And I'm here to tell you that obedience is in every moment. It's in every minute. It's in every day. Sometimes it's in every 10 years. And consistency will win the race. If we're looking for results in our life, if we're looking for results in anything in our life, whether it's in our relationships with Mm -hmm. our our wives and husbands, whether it's relationships with our kids, whether it's our relationship with God, consistency is what wins. My wife, to me, is stubborn, okay? To me, she's stubborn, right? I'm stubborn too. But this is how stubborn she is, right? I'm a really good beginner of things. Oh, yes. I love beginning things. Mm-hmm. I love all. I love beginning things too New much. Things. Yeah. Too much that I don't finish things, okay? Yeah. And my wife hates beginning new things. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like beginning things, but she loves to finish things, mm-hmm. even things she doesn't like, even yep. things that she will start listening to a book. She will get two chapters into a 150-chapter book, and she'll be like, well, I've already started it. I got to finish it, right? But there's a lot for me personally to learn from that yeah. because consistency in that makes a difference. She's very faithful. Now, I'm not going to brag on her because she's sitting here, but it's important that you get up each morning and you spend some special time with God. Like, it's really important. It's important to her enough to where she's like, you know what? I get really upset with myself when I don't do it because consistency 
consistency makes a difference. Like she'll tell me, she's like, Josh, I haven't done it in three days and I can feel the difference mm-hmm. in my life. I can mm-hmm. feel how I feel throughout the day. I can feel that. And it's not because, you know, Christy did something bad. She didn't spend some time with God this morning. No, it's because it's a consistency thing. You know, it's a constant thing that she does and it's part of who she is. And it's part of that important part mm-hmm. of that relationship. So once we decide that we're going to become obedient to the process of consistency, we'll start to see changes in our lives. An example, I, in the beginning of my sobriety, I decided like, okay, I'm going to quit drinking, right? I'm going to quit drinking alcohol and that's going to fix my problem. Well, I'm going to tell you this, as consistent as I was in my drinking is I didn't start really seeing a difference in the way that I felt about life, the way that I seen life until about a year and a half into my sobriety. Mm. I'll tell you, we run a recovery program. You get about three months in, people drop like flies because they're looking for that miracle to happen right in the beginning. Consistency wins the race. Yeah. Consistency always wins the race. Consistency, persistency, whatever you want to put on it. We were just talking before we started the episode, and I used the rabbit and the hare story that we've all heard. And the hare would go really fast and then take a break and then go really fast and then take a break and go really fast. And the tortoise was slow and slow and slow, but he never stopped and he won, you know, and that's the whole point of that story is that he's consistent and you just consistently stay moving ahead one step at a time, one step at a time. Yep. And I agree. And I think you have to be very careful about just like the first one facts over feelings. I think we have to be careful that our consistency doesn't get so much in the way of thinking I've been consistent at this for so long. God, where are you at? Christy said something just a few minutes ago that is profound. You know, where is your priority when it comes to your relationship with God? Is he enough for you? Is God enough for you in this moment? Is he enough for you to get up tomorrow, even though you don't feel different, even though you don't think different, even though that your day doesn't change? Are you still willing to be consistent enough to spend an hour of time in the morning with him? Are you willing to do that? And this is why, this is how, this is why winners win. And this is the truth of it. This is why not everybody goes to the NBA, why not everyone becomes uh, an Olympic swimmer. This is why people don't always come become CEOs because they're not expecting results the next moment it becomes the grind is in the obedience, okay? And there is wonderful things that can come from this. It does feel like a grind sometimes, but the the ability to stick with things and stay obedient to the facts of your feelings, to uh, help it build your faith, whether you like it or not, even though you know that it's what's best for you and your family. Mm-hmm. And then number three, for consistency wins the race. If we're willing to compile these things, uh, put them together and actually put them in effect in our lives, the the level of where God can take our faith, our family, and our future, mm-hmm. it, it's unmeasurable. It, it, it can be inc- as incredible as your, your mind can wander, and it can be as big as you can dream. So do you have anything make, else you want to add? Yeah, we make things um, more complicated than they need to be. So a lot of times people will work out today and expect to look in the mirror and be thinner tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But then a lot of times we don't have self-forgiveness either. Like we can go, 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 and then have one bad day. Let's say we work out five days a week, and then one week we only work out two days, and we are down on ourselves about it. And it's what you do consistently that matters. Mm. You, if you're, it's the 80, 20 rule. If you're 80% of the time you're going and going and going and 20% of the time, that's life. You're a human. That's going to happen. But if 80% of the time you're being lazy and only working out 20% of the time, you're not going to lose weight. So it's good to have self-reflection and we just make it harder than it needs to be. There's going to be a balance. There has to be a healthy balance in the whole situation. Yeah. 
So every week we like to give you some type of challenge, some type of challenge that's going to deal with obedience. So this week we want to challenge you with reflection. Where in your life right now can you reflect on where obedience really needs to step up? Mm. You really need to be obedient. Where is it that you need that extra strength in your life? And if you don't know, this is how you can find out. Mm -hmm. You need to close your eyes and you need to talk to God. You need to say, God, reveal to me the areas of my life that I need to work on in my obedience. Where are they? And God will reveal those to you. And if he doesn't reveal it tomorrow, you pray tomorrow. And if he doesn't reveal it to you in the next day, you pray the next day. And you stay consistent in that. And eventually, God will reveal to you the areas of your life that you need to be obedient. If you already know the area, step it up. Men, step up in areas with your family where it needs to be uh, showing them a, a different level of who you really can be and be the example for them. Ladies, step up and show your husbands and your children and your and their friends about how important it is to be obedient to what God is asking for us in this life. And with the coronavirus, with COVID-19, let's be obedient to what uh, our governments are telling us. Whether we feel it's right or feel it's wrong, let's make sure that we're doing what Christians should do. And that's what we're being obedient in the way that God asks us to be. Yeah, there's so many things. Like I said at the beginning, if you read through Ephesians, it gives you the formula for Christian living of how Christians should live their lives. And it's just some things. I mean, if you're a parent, how are you parenting? We all have room for improvement. If you're Mm. a spouse, how are you being sister, mother, brother, uh, father? Are you giving? Are you serving? Are you gossiping? Are you being a good friend? Are you praying like you should? Are you reading your Bible? Are you journaling? There's so many things. Are you working out? Are you eating healthy? Mm. There's so many areas of improvement. And the thing about it is don't overwhelm yourself with what? Just be obedient moment to moment on what you feel God's telling you to do at that time or what the right thing to do. Just do the next right thing. That's what you have to do. Yeah. We want to thank you for being here today. This is the Couple on Fire podcast. You can find us every single week. You can find us on YouTube for our video, or you can find us on audio where podcasts are located. We will see you guys next week. Yeah.